0: I'll be right back. I'll be right back. No. Sure, sure, sure. Hello? Oh hey, sweetie, what's going on? Wait, what what are you looking for? Episode 58. Oh my gosh, did I not mention on the last episode? Oh my god, I'm so stupid. Wait, hold on, let me just get in the other room. It's too loud in here. I totally forgot when I ended the show last week that it's my birthday this week. Plus, I got a show opening, and there was all this other crazy stuff going on, so I decided to give myself the week off so there's no show this week. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God, I feel so bad. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh, everybody must be waiting. Oh, gosh, what am I going to do? Okay, um, you know what? Okay, what I'm going to do is this. I'm going to play another old-time radio episode, because you guys seem to like that, Right? Right? Shut up! Yeah, you do. Okay. I think, oh, wait, yeah, there's, there's an episode of The Witch's Tale that I think would be really great. Uh, Graveyard Mansion, it's called. It's not really scary, but it's so stupid. It's hilarious. And I think you will put you in a party mood. And even though you can't be here, why aren't you here? Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, but you know what? Also, I know I right hear you're probably like, oh, my God, another hour time Radio episode. But this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm taking the week off this week, but I am not going to make you guys wait for two weeks for the next episode so next week will be the official episode 58 and that will be uh, well why the heck not it'll be my birthday episode cause it's my birthday it's my birthday and uh, we'll talk about um, unhappy birthday uh, what the heck uh, what's that other birthday movie with the kids bloody birthday yeah and that's on uh, Netflix Instant Watch so you can play along at home if you want to they both are oh my god it's gonna be so much fun listen okay, it's gonna be crazy in the other room right Trey, put that down. That's not where that... tray. I just washed that. Oh my god, these people. Okay, this episode of The Witch's Tale is in two parts, so I'll give you a call when it's at the halfway part. Okay? Okay, have fun. Bye, 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 bye.
1: Tale written and produced by Alonzo Dean Cole. old Nancy, witch of Salem, and Satan, her wise black cat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hannah and three-year-old I be today. Yes, sir, Hannah and three-year-old. Satan, if Folks want to hear another of our pretty little bedtime stories. You just tell them to douse out them lights so's we'll have it nice and dark.
1: Yeah.
2: Now draw up to the fire and gaze into the embers, Gaze into them deep and soon you'll be down south with us in old Louisiana. <laughs> it's strange country down there. Ghost country. And outside a little railway depot there begins our yarn about graveyard mansion. (laughs) Graveyard mansion.
3: (laughs) Good heavens, driver, we're strangers here. Just got off that train. You can't expect us to walk a distance you say is three miles at this time of night. Or rather, morning. We'd be lost among your canebrake
1: and
4: buyers before we got halfway. I'm powerful, sir, gentlemen, but I wouldn't drive you to the old Tate Gross plantation house at night for all the money in the New Orleans mint. And neither will anyone else in these yard parts. Why not?
3: What's wrong with the Tate Gross place?
4: What do you all want to go up there
3: for? Well, if it really makes any difference to you, we've just inherited the plantation. We're down here to take possession.
4: Your name's Blanchard, then? Yes, yeah, I heard your two brothers was expected. Your lawyers had men from Barton Rouge this past week fixing the house up. They was glad to get away this morning after only spending daytime there.
3: Say, will you please tell us exactly what you're driving at?
4: Just this. If you gentlemen are wise, you'll take the first train back up north and forget that Tate Post Place was ever left you. That old house ain't been lived in for nine hundred years for good reason. Folks here call it Graveyard Mansion. Because it's a house of the living dead. What? That's all I know, gentlemen. Good night. Hey, come back here. Wait a minute. Well.
1: I'll be doggone. (laughs) Drove off and left his flat. He didn't even want to stay and talk about the place, Kurt. (laughs) Good lord, Al. (laughs) It looks as
3: though we've inherited a haunted house. Our attorney never mentioned such thing in his letters. Well, he's an educated man. You don't think he'd write us as such a crazy idea as that. Come on. We'd better start walking.
1: Walk to take Gross tonight.
3: We haven't any choice. That chap is the only taxi man. There are no hotels in this little village. Huh? Let's go back to the depot. We'll get directions from the station master and see if we can buy a lantern. All
1: right. <laughs> that jump said, our new home is called Graveyard Mansion. <laughs>
3: yes. Because it's the house of the living dead. <laughs> Poor superstitious idiot.
1: <laughs> Imagine believing in ghosts in this 20th century. <laughs> How can people be so dumb? <laughs> There's the marker they told us to look for, Kurt. The house must be just beyond those trees.
3: I hope it is. I'm tired. Yes,
1: so am I. This hike has taken longer than we expected.
3: It must be nearly dawn. Yes. It's Louisiana's eerie country at night. The ghastly Spanish moss hanging from the trees seems to writhe like something
1: living. Mm, and those clouds of mist that rise from the bayous take strange shapes, half-human shapes. It sort of puts one in the mood to almost believe in...
3: ghosts Mm, what if we didn't have good sense (laughs) what what it is these people fear about our new property that old creole who sold us the lantern was more insistent than the cab driver that we make no attempt to live in the place without being any more explicit
1: as to reason he seemed either afraid or ashamed to make any real explanation but like the other chap he said it was a house of the living dead
3: well that doesn't make sense even for a ghost story Oh, it's just a lot of bunk.
1: Well, if the tales are in bunk, we'll soon find out.
3: Look. Huh. We've arrived. Kind of a spooky-looking old place at that. It's different than I pictured it. Sort of like a French chateau.
1: Our ancestor who built it was married to a French woman. She was probably responsible for its
3: design. Let's go in. Uh, uh, wait, Kurt.
1: Look there. Those
3: tombstones. A little burial ground. Maybe that's why they call the house Graveyard Mansion. That's what I was thinking. Then come on. Uh, wait a minute. Does it
1: seem to you there's something moving in the darkness beyond those tombstones? Something white? Yes.
3: Oh, some of that ghastly mist that rises from
1: the bayous. I, I, I suppose so. It it looked almost like a woman.
3: Now let's go inside the house and get some sleep before we become as goofy as the natives we've talked to. Hold this lantern while I find the keys that lawyer sent us. His men didn't fix the place up very well. There's a broken window. I see. Here we are. Phew. Black as a coal mine in here.
1: What was that? Oh, bats. place is full of them. Oh.
3: Wish I could
1: find a lamp. That lantern isn't much good. No, its light doesn't seem to penetrate this darkness at all.
3: It's almost a unnatural darkness. Yes. It's funny. Ooh. The ventilation from that broken window, it ought to smell sweet in here. It's a nerfy odor about the place, like a like a tomb. What's that? A door slammed.
1: Curtis, down that hallway. A woman? That laugh. Well, she's no figure of the mist. I'll soon find out who that is. Come on. Uh, well, she's disappeared around the corner. She went through that little door. Help me. That's, there it is. It's stuck. I've just... got it. Uh, it leads to the cellar. There she goes, down those stairs. Hey, stop you. Who are you? She doesn't even look around. After her. Hold up that lantern, Alan. Oh, the match knocked it from my hand. We're in the dark. With her. That laugh again. Hold on to your nerve. I've got matches. Well, give me a light, for God's sake. Light. Here. Oh, thank God.
3: The lantern isn't broken. Unlight it, quick. I have it. Now we'll see what.
1: The woman's gone. The cellar's empty. Where did she go to? This isn't a true cellar, it's just a little vault. There's no way out save by these stairs. She couldn't have passed us. They're too narrow. The vault is bare. No place in which to hide. Curtis, what's that set up in the wall? Why, it's a burial crypt. A burial crypt? A tomb. <laughs> That's how a that woman is, Hold on to yourself. Here, don't let your nerves go like that. Ellen, our senses have been fooled. Those stories we heard, these ghastly
3: myths we've, we've, we've seen, have made us imagine things that can't be true. We haven't seen any woman. There's been no woman here to see. Oh, but we heard her laugh. Oh, we only thought we did. Our
1: imaginations have played us tricks, I tell you. Alan. Alan. Uh, uh, you, you must be right. Of course I'm right. It's the only explanation. Uh, there's an inscription on that tomb. What... What does it say?
3: I see. It reads, Here lies Antoinette de Morave, wife of Adrian Blanchard, born 1782, died 1804.
1: 130 years ago. Antoinette de Morave. She's the woman this mansion was built for.
3: Yes, I remember her name now.
1: Come, let's get out of this cellar.
3: Wait funny. What? It's cold as death down here, but this slab is warm.
1: Feel it. Yes, it's warm as life.
3: Rooster crowed. That means it's dawn.
1: Let's get out of this cellar where I can see the light of day.
3: Go ahead, I'll follow. Curious. now this slab is growing cold. And I've told you a thousand times that everything we thought we saw and heard and felt last night was pure imagination. Well, that's simple common sense.
1: I know it is. And I've honestly agreed with you all day. But ever since the sun went down, I... Oh, I realize I'm acting like a baby cut, but this place has got my
3: goat. <laughs> You'll soon get over that. Cold shivers ran up and down my spine for hours after we came out of that infernal burial vault this morning. But now that I've had a little sleep, I feel honestly cheerful about our inheritance.
1: Why? Why do you suppose that single tomb is in the cellar when there's a graveyard just outside? Oh, I don't
3: know. Oh, Lord, I forgot to show you. Alan, look what I found in the attic.
1: A miniature your portrait.
3: What a beautiful woman. Now look at the back. It's engraved
1: to Adrian from Antoinette.
3: Uh-huh. It's Our Lady of the Tomb. Wasn't she a
1: knockout? She
3: must have been lovely. Her great-great-uncle must have been mad about her. That's probably why she's buried away from the common herd. Poor thing. She was only 22 years old when she died.
1: A branch of the family still lives down here. Wonder if we have any female cousins who've inherited her good looks.
3: <laughs> if we can find one. I'll bet you'll have no more objections to living in this house. Oh, you and I are going to be crazy about this place. Look out this window at that neglected land we're going to put in shape. Look at those great trees and that bayou shining in the moonlight. And those old tombstones in the
1: yard. It's nearly midnight when they say the dead return to life.
3: If you're going to start that again, I'm going to bed. Better turn in yourself. It is midnight. Yes.
1: Just midnight. Kurt, did you hear that door?
3: The wind must have slammed it shut
1: it may be the door from that cellar now
3: stop that you're not going to pieces on me again
1: Kurt look out this window the woman whom we saw last night good lord she won't get away from me this time where are you going after her wait wait don't leave me wait Kurt don't go near her let me go no no Alan she's turning back she's coming towards us run she's something awful from the grave I won't believe that let me go that laugh! same we heard last night. Run, I tell you, run. She's something risen from the dead. Lord, help me. I believe you're right. Come on. Run, run. Gentlemen. Gentlemen.
0: Wait.
3: She's calling to us. There's there's nothing dead about that voice. (laughs) Why
5: do you, gentlemen, run away from me? Do you think I am a ghost,
3: perhaps? Look at her coming there. A healthy-looking flesh-and-blood girl.
5: (laughs) She... (laughs) She's
1: laughing at us.
3: Can you blame her? Of all the dumb, benighted saps, yes, we are... Yes,
1: we certainly are. Curtis. What's the matter now? Look at her. She's the image of that miniature you found. Sure. The living image of a woman who's been dead a hundred
5: years. <laughs> Gentlemen, if you permit, I take the liberty of introducing
2: myself. Satan, if these folks come see us next time old Nancy has a birthday, she'll tell them some more about graveyard mansions. (laughs) The house of the living dead.
0: (laughs) Okay, hi, it's me, it's Patrick, and the party's going amazingly. I've had a couple cocktails, and, you know, we managed to you know, get that thing out of a tray after God's death. But so everything's back. You know, the cops actually joined the party. So, hey, it's a condo line. Graveyard mansion. Are these guys stupid or what? Is just a weird gay vibe going off of them? I know they're supposed to be brothers, but there's just something weird. And they're so stupid. And how about that woman in the graveyard? Who the fuck just wanders around the graveyard? And the guys are just like, OK, that's cool. And she's all like, what accent is that? I mean for real, she's like, why do you run away from me? Do you think I am a ghost perhaps? I think you are a weirdo freaks, perhaps. That's what I think. Anyway, the reason I picked this, because the witch's tale it's, it's it's old Mary's 110th birthday today. But I should remember on the record I have when I was a kid, it was her 110th birthday that episode too. So somebody tells me it was always Mary's 110th birthday. And you know, if you've got the witch's powers and you've managed to freeze your age at 110 years, I think you kind of I don't know, misread the manual. Well, hold on, kids. I'm going to send you right back into the story. Hold on to your tits because it's going to get even stupider. Mm-hmm. By all means, make fun of them as much as I do. But yeah, you know, I got to go because it's limbo party. Oh, my boobs.
5: you two gentlemen acted so afraid when you saw me coming toward you you must think i am a ghost
3: no words can express my humiliation for the childish way we acted we're
1: terribly ashamed but we'd heard so many weird tales about our new estate and... Well, we didn't think any living person would venture on these grounds at night.
5: I come often when the moon is full like this and wander here while others sleep. This place has been so long deserted. I have come to look upon it as my own. But now that you are here, I must not trespass
3: anymore. Please don't feel that way about well, it. I should say not. Look upon, this place as still your Why, own.
5: Thank you. Perhaps I shall. Now I must say au revoir.
3: May we see you home. Oh,
5: thank you very much, but I must go alone. Before you
1: go, may we know your name? Oh,
5: I had forgotten. I am Miss Nettie Blanchard.
1: Blanchard? Well, that's our name, too. Oh,
5: so, uh, we are distant relatives, maybe. Oh, good night.
1: We shall see you again.
5: Oh, oh we, you will see me again.
1: Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Isn't she a beauty? Absolute knockout. Kurt, let me see that miniature again of the Lady of the Tomb.
3: Here. The resemblance is startling, isn't it? The
1: girl who just left here might have sat for this portrait. Alan. She said her name was Nettie. That's a contraction of Antoinette. Antoinette was the name of... of... the woman of this portrait. Coincidence, isn't it?
3: Yes. Coincidence. Oh, come on. Let's go to bed. Alan, Alan, wake up. Are you going to sleep all day? Huh? Well, it's morning. Time to rise and shine. Oh, I... I was dreaming. It must have been a pleasant dream. You certainly didn't want to snap out of it. I... I dreamed that
1: girl, the one we met last night, came into this room and kissed
3: me. Oh, that sounds nice. Get up. We have a lot of work to do.
1: Right away. Queer. I feel weak as a kitten.
3: Huh. You don't look any too good.
1: I have a funny pain. Where?
3: Here. On my throat. There's a little mark there. As though you'd been
1: bitten funny. That's where I dreamed she
3: kissed me. The house is just beyond that next turn in the road, Doctor. Turn your car to the left. Another way.
4: You say it is just a week since you uh, noticed the first indication of your brother's illness?
3: Yes. I wouldn't have believed anyone could waste away so suddenly. He looks as though every drop of blood were being drained from his body. You should have come for me sooner. Oh, I wanted to. But he and Miss Blanchard insisted there was nothing really the matter with him.
4: This Miss Blanchard, a relative, of course.
3: A very distant one. We only met her since we came down here. She's with my brother now. When he recovers, they... They're going to be married. They became
4: engaged on very short acquaintance.
3: Yes. There's the house just ahead.
4: I know. I know Graveyard Mansion very well. This strange mark you mention on your brother's throat, you say it have become more inflamed each day?
3: Yes. It's as though the fangs of some beast had entered there. The house is full of bats when we arrived, Doctor. I've heard of vampire bats. Do you suppose. No, I do not believe your brother is the victim
4: of a vampire bat. Here we are. <clears>
3: There's <throat> Miss Blanchard at the door. Nettie, is Alan all right? I brought the doctor. The doctor
5: come too late.
3: What do you mean?
4: Not that Alan... Your brother is dead. No. No. Graveyard mansion. Graveyard mansion. Come away from that window, son. There's no way for us to bring your brother back.
3: No. He's buried in that little graveyard now. The doctor, what killed him? What caused that awful mark upon his throat? What drained the blood from his body? What? As yet,
4: I only know it was nothing recognized by natural science. But science refuses to recognize many things it should endeavor to know and explain. But never mind that now. Your brother's fiancée, Miss Blanchard, she was not at the funeral this afternoon.
3: Because she couldn't bear to see him lying in his coffin.
4: You heard her say last night... Oui, I heard her excuse. You have never seen this girl except at night? Why, no, but... The reason is... I have also heard her excuse for that. I thought I knew by sight every soul in this parish, yet I have never seen that girl until the night you brought me here.
3: You don't mean to imply that she had anything to do with Alan's death? I
4: imply nothing. But it is midnight, in time for Miss Blanchard's promised call. I am most anxious to improve her acquaintance.
3: I see her coming beyond those gravestones. Isn't she beautiful?
4: You love that woman. Doctor... You love her as your brother did.
3: Yes. While Alan lived, I denied it even to myself. But now I... Doctor, it's as though she's cast a spell
4: upon me. She's so beautiful. And so like the miniature you showed me of a woman dead a hundred years.
3: Why do you torture me with these awful questions? These frightful doubts? Why is she so like a woman dead a hundred years? Why does she only appear at midnight... Why don't she tell me where she lives? Why? Oh,
4: Anita, she's almost at the door. We may find an answer to our questions. At the door.
5: I never see such a superstitious man of medicine, Dr. Bouchard way you talk, you have me almost believe in ghosts. I believe in ghosts, Mademoiselle
4: Blanche, in ghosts and vampires. Vampires, Doctor. Oh,
5: such talk is foolish. No people now accept such things.
4: The thought is too fearful for men's mind to dwell upon. Perhaps. Have you heard what vampires are, Miss Blanche? Oh,
5: some other time. You tell me, uh, Curtis. I must be going now. Mademoiselle well,
4: will find the explanation very interesting. Vampires are those evil spirits sometimes called the dead alive. It is said they rise from their graves at midnight, clothed in human flesh, kept whole by blood drained from living bodies
5: interesting, but I must be going. But you have
4: not heard yet all. At midnight, a vampire can rise, mademoiselle, but it must return to its grave at
5: dawn. Yes, yes, but I must be leaving now.
4: Of course, it is very late or rather early. Dawn
3: is here. Doctor, what are you driving I at?
4: Even vampires, my boy, and dangers of the darkness. Since Miss Blanchard will not permit you or me to see her home, I suggest she wait with us till daylight comes for her protection. You
5: keep me here with talk. I must be home. But a
4: few minutes can make their little difference, and dawn is nearly here. Move
5: from that door and let me pass. You
4: are as anxious to reach your home as the vampire is to reach his tomb, you Doctor. You
5: are insulting. No, I am
4: accusing. Dr. Brochard! Accusing the fiend to kill your brother. Accusing the evil soul of
5: graveyard mansion. Stand from that door and let me pass. No! Let me pass I, I do not say. you. Oh,
4: dawn is coming late. The rough fiends of the power of darkness lend them. Look, the first streaks of dawn shine in the sky. No, let me pass! Doctor, you are mad. Stand aside and let her go. Oh, if she is a normal woman, not of the vile undead. Let her remain within this room one minute more. I
5: cannot. I am late. Late, late, Navi. late.
4: she's turned around. Run the other way. After her. She's going to the cellar. I know she would. Quick, and you will see the truth. Ah! Dawn, she's one home. I won't believe. You shall have proof. What are you going to do? Open the tomb of Antoinette, who has been dead a hundred years. Yeah!
3: This is sacrilege. We have no right to violate a tomb you the dead. We no mercy for my God. <coughs> oh, don't man. And such things as vampires can't exist. Mm, well, I've,
4: I've finished my labor. Help me lift this coffin, later you shall
3: see. No, I must have proof. Uh, Antoinette Blanchard has been dead a hundred years. We shall find nothing but dust. Help me lift the lid. The girl I loved can't be in that coffin. Help me lift the lid. I... I will.
4: Mm. Regard. There is your proof and to an end yes of the night and of a hundred years ago the same preserved in evil life by the blood of your brother and of others so has this house gained its name of graveyard mansion but there is a way to end the vampire this sharpened wooden stake above her undead heart I place it and I drive it home
3: ah! she screamed the body has crumbled into dust before my
4: eyes the vampire is no more The living dead is dead forever.
3: She's gone. She and my brother. All that I loved.
4: But the world has lost a scourge. And our graveyard mansion is nothing but a name.
2: the end of Adam Satan you folks come see old Nancy next time she has a birthday
0: You want voicemails, too? How many times do I have to tell you this is my week off? I just got all these bastards out of my house. And now you want me to do voicemail? You selfish pig. Oh, I wish you could have been here because it was a gr- I hope you like Graveyard Mansion suckers they were both so st- stupid she was st- stupid New Orleans is stupid Mansions is stupid I'm sorry Hunter you're not stupid though but everybody got what was coming to him in the end which is more And I could say about what would happen at this party. You know, it was great fun. It would have been more fun if you could have been here. And it would have even been better if you were still here. Because then you could clean the fuck up. Because I'm not doing it. Because it's my birthday. So whatever voicemails have been sent to me, I'm going to just hold on to them until next time. And address it all on the real episode 58. So until then... You know what to do. And you can kiss my ass. It's my week off, too.
3: (laughs) Hmm.